Chapter One of Book Eight of Topics by Aristotle, translated by Octavius Owen. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Geoffrey Edwards. Chapter One of the Order of Argument. We must next speak about order and in what manner it is necessary to interrogate. In the first place, then he who is about to interrogate should discover a place whence he may argue secondly he should interrogate and arrange the several particulars to himself thirdly and lastly he should advance them against another person now as to the discovery of the place its consideration pertains alike to the philosopher and to the dialectician but how to arrange these and to interrogate is the peculiar province of the dialectician since the whole of this refers to another person but to the philosopher and to him who investigates by himself it is no concern if the particulars through which the syllogism is constructed be true and known whether the respondent admits them or not because of their nearness to the original question and from their foreseeing the result they even perhaps would endeavour that axioms should be especially known and approximate as from these scientific syllogisms subsist the places then whence we must derive arguments have been enunciated before but we must speak of order and interrogation distinguishing the propositions which are to be assumed besides such as are necessary now those are called necessary through which a syllogism arises but those assumed besides these are four for they are so either for the sake of induction that the universal may be granted or for amplifying what is said or for concealment of the conclusion or for greater perspicuity of expression besides these however we must assume no proposition but endeavour through these to increase and to interrogate those which are for concealment are to be assumed for the sake of contention yet since the whole of this treatise is with reference to another person it is necessary to use these also the necessary propositions then through which a syllogism arises must not be advanced immediately but we must retire to what is highest for instance not requiring it to be granted that there is the same science of contraries if it is desired to assume this but of opposites for when this is laid down it will be syllogistically inferred that there is the same of contraries also since contraries are opposites if again a person does not admit this we must assume it through induction proposing contraries particularly for we must assume the necessary propositions either through syllogism or through induction or some by induction but others by syllogism such however as are very perspicuous we shall propose straightway for the result is always more obscure in receding and induction and at the same time it is easy for him to propose those which are useful who cannot assume them in that way such as have been enumerated besides these we must assume for the sake of these but use each in this way inducing from singulars to the universal and from things known to those unknown those however are more known which are according to sense either simply or to the multitude 
he however who conceals must prove by prosyllogisms those things through which there will be a syllogism of the original proposition and these as many as possible which will happen if a person not only collects syllogistically necessary propositions but some one from among such as are useful to these again we ought not to mention the conclusions but afterwards conclude them in a body for thus he the interrogator will recede farthest from the original thesis in a word it is requisite that he who secretly interrogates should so question that when the whole assertion has been questioned and the conclusion is announced it may be asked why it is so now this will be particularly done through the before-mentioned mode for when the last conclusion only is mentioned it will not be evident how it results from the respondent not foreseeing from what the inference would be drawn the previous syllogisms not having been dissected but the syllogism of the conclusion would be least of all dissected when we do not lay down its assumptions but those by which the syllogism arises moreover it is useful to take the axioms from which the syllogisms arise not continuously but alternately mixed with the conclusions for when the appropriate ones are placed by each other the result from them will be more evident it is right also to assume in the definition as far as we can an universal proposition not in the things themselves but in their conjugates for the respondents deceive themselves by paralogism when the definition is assumed in the conjugate as if they did not grant the universal e g if it should be necessary to assume that the angry man desires vengeance on account of apparent contempt and anger should be assumed to be the desire of vengeance on account of apparent contempt for it is evident when this is assumed we should have the universal which we prefer where however it is proposed in the very things themselves it frequently happens that the respondent rejects it because he has rather the objection to it e g that the angry man does not desire vengeance for we are angry with our parents and yet do not desire vengeance perhaps therefore this objection is not enough as in some things it is sufficient vengeance only to grieve and to produce repentance nevertheless it has something persuasive in order that what is proposed may not seem to be denied without reason to the definition however of anger it is not similarly easy to find an objection again we ought to propose as if we did not propose on account of the thing itself but for the sake of something else for respondents are cautious of such things as are useful against the thesis in short as much as possible the interrogator ought to render it obscure whether he desires to assume the thing proposed or the opposite for when what is useful against the argument is doubtful they rather lay down that which seems true to them moreover we must interrogate through similitude for the universal is persuasive and more latent for instance that as there is the same science and ignorance of contraries so also there is the same sense of contraries or on the contrary since there is the same sense there is also the same science this indeed is like yet not the same as induction for there the universal is assumed from singulars but in similars what is assumed is not universal under which all the similars are contained 
again it behoves him sometimes to object to himself since the respondents have no suspicion towards such as appear to argue justly and it is also useful to say besides this that such a thing is what is usually asserted since they are reluctant to change what is usual when they have no objection at the same time because they use such things themselves they are careful not to change them besides we must not be earnest although the thing be altogether useful for men make greater opposition against persons in earnest also we should propose as by comparison for what is proposed on account of something else and is not of itself useful men rather admit again we must not propose that which ought to be assumed but that to which this is necessarily consequent for men more readily concur from the inference from this not being similarly manifest and when this is assumed that also is assumed in the last place let the interrogator ask that which he wishes especially to assume for the respondents will at first especially deny because most interrogators assert those things first about which they are most in earnest against some however propose such things first since those who are difficult to be persuaded concede at first especially if the result is not perfectly apparent but at the last they assent with difficulty likewise also they who think themselves acute in answering for admitting many things at last they make use of sophistical arguments as if the conclusion did not follow from the things laid down but they allow readily trusting to habit and apprehending that they will suffer no inconvenience moreover we must extend the discourse and insert things which are of no use to it as they do who write falsely for when there are many things it is dubious in which consists the falsity wherefore sometimes also interrogators escape notice proposing secretly things which proposed by themselves would not be admitted for concealment then we must use the thing stated but for ornament we must employ induction and division of things homogeneous what kind of thing then induction is is clear but division is one of such a kind as that one science is better than another either from its being more accurate or from its belonging to better subjects and that of sciences some are theoretical others practical but others effective for each thing of this kind adorns a speech yet it is not necessary that it should be adduced in order to the conclusion for the sake of perspicuity we must adduce examples and comparisons examples indeed appropriate and from which we derive information such as homer not as corollus employs for thus what is proposed will be more perspicuous chapter two other topics relative to dialectic interrogation in disputation we must employ syllogism with dialecticians rather than with the multitude but induction on the contrary rather with the multitude concerning which also we have spoken before still in some cases he who makes an induction may question the universal but in others this is not easy from a common name not being laid down in all similitudes but when it is necessary to assume the universal they say it is thus in all such particulars yet it is one of the most difficult things to define this viz 
which of those adduced are and which are not such wherefore in disputation they oftentimes circumvent each other some asserting that those which are not similar are similar but others doubting whether similars are not similars on this account in all such cases he the disputant must endeavour to assign a name so that it may neither be possible for the respondent to doubt as if what is adduced is not similarly stated nor for the interrogator to find fault as if it were similarly stated since many things which are not similarly stated appear to be so when an induction being made in many things a person does not grant the universal then it is fair to demand the objection he however who does not state in what this occurs does not justly demand in what it is not so for he ought having first made an induction thus to demand the objection it must be claimed too that the objections be not alleged in the thing itself which is proposed unless there should be only one such thing as the dual alone is the first of even numbers since it is necessary that the objector should bring the objection in something else or should state that this alone is a thing of such a sort as to those indeed who object to the universal yet do not allege the objection in the same genus but in the equivocal as that some one may have not his own colour or foot or hand for a painter may have colour and a cook a foot not his own employing division in such things the interrogation must be made since from the equivocation escaping notice he will appear to object rightly to the proposition still if the objector impede the interrogation by objecting not in the equivocal but in the same genus it is necessary by removing that in which the objection consists to bring forward the remainder making it universal until what is useful is assumed thus in the case of oblivion and of having forgotten for they do not allow that he who has lost knowledge has forgotten because the thing failing he has lost indeed knowledge yet has not forgotten removing then that in which the objection consists we must assert the remainder as if the thing remaining he has lost knowledge we must say that he has forgotten likewise also against those who object that a greater evil is opposed to a greater good for they advance this that to health being a less good than good bodily habit a greater evil is opposed since disease is a greater evil than cachexy therefore in this case also we must take away that in which the objection consists for when it is removed the person would more readily concede as that a greater evil is opposed to a greater good unless one thing co-introduces another as a good bodily habit does health still not only must this be done when there is an objection but also if without an objection there should be a denial from foreseeing something of this kind since when that is removed in which the objection lies the objector will be obliged to concede from his not foreseeing in the remainder as to what particular thing it is not so but if he should not concede when he is asked for his objection he will not be able to allege it propositions indeed of this kind are such as are partly false and partly true 
for in these it is possible when we have taken away to leave the remainder true nevertheless if when interrogating he proposes in many things the other does not adduce an objection concession must be claimed since the proposition is dialectic against which thus subsisting in many things there is not an objection when we can syllogistically infer the same thing both without and through the impossible it signifies nothing to him who demonstrates and does not dispute whether the syllogism be in this or in that way but a syllogism through the impossible must not be used by him who disputes against another for no doubt can exist if he syllogizes without the impossible but when the impossible is inferred except the falsity be very evident they say that it is not impossible so that the interrogators do not obtain what they desire it is necessary indeed to propose such as subsist thus in many things but the objection either is not at all or is not easily perceived since not being able to see where it is not so men admit a thing as being true yet we ought not to make the conclusion a question for otherwise the respondent denying a syllogism does not appear to have been framed for frequently they deny when the person does not question but infers as a consequent and doing this they do not appear to confute to those who do not see that it happens from the things laid down when then he interrogates not asserting that the conclusion follows but the other denies a syllogism does not entirely appear to have been framed neither does it seem that every universal is a dialectic proposition as quote, what is man close quote, or quote, in how many ways is good predicated close quote, since a dialectic proposition is one to which we can answer either yes or no which is impossible to those above named hence such interrogations are not dialectic unless the person speaks by defining or dividing as quote, is good predicated in this or in that way close quote. for the answer to such things is easy either by affirmation or denial wherefore we must endeavour to set forth such propositions in this way and at the same time it is perhaps just to ask him in how many ways good is predicated when the interrogator divides and proposes but he the respondent by no means concedes nevertheless whoever questions for a long time one reason interrogates badly for if he who is interrogated answers the question it is evident that the querist asks many or oftentimes the same questions so that he either trifles or has not a syllogism since every syllogism is from a few things but if he does not answer why does he not reprove him or depart end of chapter two of book eight recording in memory of mitchell edwards